Welcome to the Amazon Hustle Podcast, hosted by six-figure Amazon seller and Amazon content creator, Lewis Moore III, aka LM3. Now, let's start this week's episode. But first, don't forget to like and share the podcast on your social media accounts. What's up, guys? Thank you guys so much for checking out episode nine of the Amazon Hustle podcast. Um, I remember when I first decided to start doing this podcast, I said I wanted to just get 10 podcast episodes out there and then I would decide on if I'm going to continue or if I'm not going to continue. Luckily, I'm on episode nine. I already got episode 10 recorded. So in my world, in my time right now, I am on episode 10 and I am going to continue this. I'm already looking forward to episode 25, then episode 50, then episode 100. Like I'm really enjoying being able to talk to different Amazon sellers from different parts of the world and just see how they approach the Amazon FBA model. And I just like you guys, I'm learning a lot and I really like to learn. Like I'm a person who really loves to learn. So this is really like helping me step my game up. Like I moved from selling books to doing retail arbitrage to now doing online arbitrage just from the information that I've learned with talking to these different Amazon sellers. So I really hope you guys enjoy the podcast. If you do enjoy the podcast, please share it with any other Amazon sellers that you may know. Share it on your Instagram or on your TikTok or whatever people use for social media now. And today on episode nine, we are going to talk to Moss. Moss is a guy, um, he contacted me on Instagram and after talking to him, I learned his story and found out that in less than four months, he became a six-figure Amazon seller doing wholesale. He lives in Canada, but he sells on the Amazon.com, which is in the States. So that's very interesting. He's going to explain how he went from not knowing anything about Amazon to selling over $100,000 in less than four months. And he's going to explain his process of living in Canada, but selling on the U.S. Amazon. So that's enough talking for me. Let's get right into the episode. So Miles, can you just kind of tell the people who you are and exactly what it is that you do? Oh, yeah, my name is uh, Mas Kamani. Uh, I've been on Amazon for about three and a half, four months now. Um, and uh, I'm in Toronto, Canada, and I sell on uh, Amazon.com. Okay, so you live in Canada, but you sell in the U.S. Right. So um, for us, because we share the border, um, yeah. there are a few ways that we can get um, items across. And we still use the Amazon uh, discounted shipping uh, that they use. So I have products that go from Toronto to Buffalo. And then from Buffalo, they go to the distribution center. So... Um, with that, we are able to save significantly on uh, duties, taxes, and uh, shipping. So, do you what like do you do online arbitrage or do you do retail arbitrage? Like, how does like how does how does how does that work? So, so uh, right now, actually, uh, I bit I do a bit of both, and I also do wholesale. Um, so I, I would okay. say about about sixty percent of my stuff is wholesale, and uh-huh. then forty percent is retail and online arbitrage. Okay, when you do retail arbitrage. You or online arbitrage. Okay, let's start with online arbitrage. When you do online arbitrage, do you send it directly to the state to like a prep center or do you send it to yourself? So actually uh, the uh, online arbitrage and retail arbitrage for uh, online and retail for us, it it's, goes hand in hand where, cause I have a lot of Walmarts and, and mm-hmm. big boxes around our area. So if I see a special online, I, I actually have two VAs working for me right now. Oh, nice. Um, and so, they, so they source, they source the products. And then if I, if I see the items available in the area, I go pick them up. Um, or if I'm, if I ship it, I ship everything to my house and then I prep everything and send it from our house. Nice. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. Cause you started about four months ago right. and you already sold over a hundred, a hundred thousand. So you're already a six figure seller in three and a half to four months. So right, yeah. yep. let's go back four months ago. What made you start selling on Amazon? So I don't necessarily have a rag to riches story, um, but uh, we're in a we're in a we're in a family business. So uh, it's, it's it's me, uh, three brothers, and my father. 
Um, mm. We actually have a family business. My dad started the business in 1998. So um, that's where our main bread and butter comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID actually sort of blessed us. Uh, we, we actually did pretty well in COVID. Um, but in early 2020, 2022, we started to see a little slowdown. Um, and so um, with that, uh, my grandfather has uh, a very uh, a favorite saying. It's, a, it's necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. Um, which basically means um, that you know if if the, if we're in it if we're in a pinch or if there's an issue um, if there's a set necessity you invent something so for us income was a it wasn't I wouldn't say low um, but it, it was uh, we started to see a bit of a decline so the invention was uh, Amazon I, I saw Amazon it was in the back of my mind for a while mm-hmm. um, but uh, in March I I wanted to you know get going and uh, we started in, in March basically yeah and you just jumped in there and just started doing it. Yeah, so for 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 me, um, it, uh, we we I dumped uh, I started with about five thousand um, okay. dollars with it, um, and then I actually bought a course. Uh, I bought a course for about a thousand, which now looking at hindsight, it wasn't the best course. There are definitely better courses out there. I actually took two courses. Um, okay. So the first course I spent a thousand dollars on. Um, I got I understood how to uh, send items from Toronto to Buffalo. So that okay. was one uh, milestone that we had to uh, come across because. If we ship through regular, like through regular items, then uh, the duties and would have been crazy. So yeah, we figured that out. Expensive. Exactly. Yeah. So I, um, I, uh, we, uh, the first item I, I sold was uh, pots and pans. I bought them at uh, Walmart. Uh, they were on sp- sale for fifty percent off. Okay. Um, we bought quite a few of them, and we sold them for around. Two, we bought them for hundred. We sold them for two hundred. So we made a decent profit. Um, right. And then we started to get the ball rolling and just because because we we have uh, existing income, um, mm-hmm. I didn't need the profit. So I just kept reinvesting it. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's where we are today. Um, yeah, so we, we have we're about, yeah, we're about 60 percent wholesale now and about 40 percent retail and online advertising. OK, um, when you said that you didn't need need the profits, that's one of the main things that I tell people is that they come to me and they say, oh, I want to start selling on Amazon. And right like one of the first questions they, they asked is when can I start taking profits? And I'm like, give it at, at least a year. Cause if you start and you start taking profits, then you're never going to grow. Like if you're cool with just selling 5,000 a, a, a month and they're taking a thousand dollars profit, then fine, take your thousand dollar profit. But if you want to keep growing to be a six right. figure or seven figure seller, then you got to keep Absolutely. putting that money back in there. I, definitely. I think, I think there's two elephants in the room with Amazon. Well, one is that people think it's a, it's a get uh, get rich quick scheme where yes. you can put a few thousand dollars, sprinkle it, and you'll be yeah. a millionaire overnight. That's yes. one thing. And then the automated automated the Amazon stuff, that stuff, that that scam that's going on. So those two yeah. things, uh, people think that uh, uh, you know you'll make money quick. It's definitely not true. You have to put in the effort. Um, there's a lot of long hours. You know, you come after work. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're spending your stay up till one, two, three o'clock in the morning, prepping, packing. Um, so yeah, they're definitely long hours. There's a grind to it. Uh, but it's fun. Um, it's definitely fun if you if you enjoy this type of stuff. Um, exactly. Definitely, yeah. So um, th- that's that's definitely part of it. But you, you do have to understand there's there's a huge grind to it, um, and it's not def- it's definitely not easy. Definitely not though. That is that is one of the first things I tell people when they was like, oh, I want to start Amazon. I tell them like, if you're looking for that Instagram photo where you're on the beach and you have your laptop and you could just show that you made three thousand yeah. dollars today, then Amazon is not for you. Like, definitely. if you want to leave your job and go do something else to where you don't have to really do any anything. And it's like, you get rich quick, then this is not it. Go try to trade Forex or, or something. But if you're willing to, but if like you want to get away from your regular nine to five and you are willing to hustle and to grind and to put in long nights and to put in long hours and that, and like that actually, cause I think there's two types of people. There's, there's people who 
work because they have to. And then there's people who actually enjoy the, the, the hustle or the finding products or like doing that. If you're one of those people, then yeah, Amazon will definitely work for you, but you have to actually in, in, enjoy it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I hundred percent agree with that. Eventually it can get become free. Uh, like your time is free. So you don't necessarily have to do the nine to five. You can right. start at six o'clock in the evening and go up to 12. So the timing is you're, you're, you're free on the timing part of it. Um, but there is a grind to it. And yeah. if you start scaling, I mean, there are people do prep centers stuff like that, where they're only searching a few hours a day, but there's still nuances to it, right? You right. still have to look at your return. You still have to look for messages. There's when you start at Amazon, um, that you know you just want to buy stuff and sell stuff. But mm-hmm. once you become more intermediate, you understand what's going on. There's a lot of nuances of the returns, um, of the items that are missing, of feedback. You know, uh, if you're doing FVM, then there's you have to pick and pack all of those stuff. So there's definitely nuances uh, to it. And uh, once you become bigger and you start scaling. Um, the yeah you get up the the top number like you see that those sales it looks amazing like you see that rush to where you're making this much money you're making six figures but at the end of the day you have expenses right you have you're, you're buying boxes tape you know shipping all this stuff adds up so you do have to understand that there are it's you're running a business right so mm-hmm. um even though that number in the beginning looks great you still have to calculate everything and you at the end of the, day, the bottom line the profit margin that's very important yeah i think that's one of the things that um that like a lot of people, like a lot of people on Instagram and YouTube who watch these gurus who talk about, oh, I made a million dollars this month, or I made right. this, or I made that. They right. get it confused with revenue and profit. Like exactly. anybody profit. can like, and I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but like it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but you can make a hundred, a hundred, a hundred thousand selling. But how much of that money are you actually keeping? How much of that money is it's like profit. Like, I want to see what people's profit is compared. Cause like, if you're making a hundred thousand and you're only keeping 5% profit and I'm, and I'm making 30,000 and I'm keeping 50% profit, who's, who's right. actually making more. Yeah. Here's two nuggets for you. Um, one thing, if you're, if you're intermediate and if you're, if you're a few months in, um, two numbers you should look for, um, one is called uh, the, uh, production cost price, which is the PCPA, which is basically you take all your items, right? that you sold. So you, you take the month, like how many items you sold per month. So say, for example, you say 2000 items per month, then you take how many, like your expenses. So you, the box, the tape, the shipping, you add all that up. Um, so, so you get your, all your expenses and then you divide that number by the total orders. So if you spend say $1,500 today, uh, th- this month on, on expenses, and you divide that by 3000, suppose you had 3000 orders this month, then your number is 0.5, which just means that 50 cents per ASIN. So you know that that cost is your bare minimum number per thing. So when you, when you, when you, when you buy stuff, right, you add that number on top. Oh, for, for like, for like your profit. So if yeah, you buy something. Yeah. For- and, yeah. And the other number you want to know is your profit pricing. Cause if you start to scale, it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint and put expenses on everything. Right. So what you want to do is you, you want to take how many, like your profit. So you basically take the amount of your top number minus Amazon fees, minus your expenses, you get your profit and you also divide that by your total orders. So you understand that you're making a profit price. so when you see you had 200 orders per day and you're making $2 per profit, you can understand on average, you're making $400. Right. Okay. Those are definitely, those two things are definitely going to be Instagram clips. Just so you know that now that was, that was, that was some really good info. Um, a simple question: Why sell on the why why sell on Amazon.com and not Amazon.ca? There's a huge. So I I, I started uh, we sold sold a few things on Amazon.ca, but we didn't see the return. So 
the BSR, the number, the ranking number on, yeah. on dot com, it can be much higher and you can sell more versus on dot CA. So on dot CA, if I'm selling, say, a item that's ranked 10,000 on dot com, that's a lot. That's, mm-hmm. that's quite a few numbers per day. But on dot com, uh, sorry, on dot CA, it's not as much. So we didn't see the volume there. Um, and dot uh, com has a few perks, right? Like, for example, if you're selling an item $10 or less, um, you, you get they, the they charge they, they, small and light, right? Mm-hmm. So small and light, that's only on dot com as far as I understand, right? And then right. also, in, 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 a lot of people don't know in food and grocery, um, if an item, if, if, or grocery and gourmet, um, if an item is less than $15, they charge less uh, fees as well. So I think it's oh, okay. There. Nice. So these are a few things, a few nuances that uh, that on dot com there is, and the most important thing is the volume, right? There's certain the, the volume on dot com is uh, is nowhere near dot Yeah, because um I sell on um dot de that's Germany. I live in Germany, but yeah. my goal is at the end of this year, well by the end of this year, I want to start selling on dot com also. So I'm gonna do online arbitrage and wholesale. Right. And then do that also. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Then, then, then you need prep centers, right? So, um, and, and that's actually something I'm leaning towards as well. Where, um, right now I'm actually planning to go on a, to ASD next week, uh, which is in Vegas. Um, okay. it's a convention for with uh, for wholesalers and distributors. So I want to go meet people there that are in the states. Um, see if I can make some accounts, wholesale accounts there, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, get some prep centers so I can start selling stuff, um, from the U.S. in the U.S on dot com so right. that's, a, that's something i have a plan hopefully in the next few few months i'll be able to get that get that nice. as well. okay so um you say that you have a family business with your three brothers i'm correct and your father right, right. right. yeah so yeah. when you started selling on amazon when you when you when you came up with the idea and you told them that you were going to do that and what they think now is it the, the same what they think did they not believe in it did they think it was like a little project or how like um, how did, well, for, for us, uh, our family is all business. So my father, mm-hmm. my grandfather, my uncles, on both sides of the family, is everyone's done business. So at the end of the day, if you're able to execute on the business, everyone's supportive of it, right? right? But the numbers, if I'm being honest with you, um, well, when, I, when, we, uh, when we started, we had to get insurance for, uh, for Amazon, right? Amazon requires it. And I remember, ask, and I remember the uh, insurance broker asked me, what's your expected end of year sales? And mm-hmm. I told them 150000 so the numbers, the numbers that we've done in the last four months, you know, thank God, it's, it's much more higher than we originally expected. Um, so there's that part of it. So that, that definitely is motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, at the end of it, it's a new project, right? So everyone wants to get hands on it um, because it's new. The product is exciting. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of nuances that you want to cover and take care of because, uh, again, right now, like I'm dealing with a, an IP complaint and stuff like that. So there are different nuances that you have to take care of. Um, right. But as long as you're, 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 you're behind the ball and you're figuring it out, then you'll be fine. Um, so when you say that you have a family of a, a, a family business now, do you still work in the family business or are you Absolutely. like straight? Like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, all of us are still working in the business, but at the end of the, uh, after hours, when you come home around eight, nine o'clock, we're all packing. So um, my, my, my time that I've, I spent on the main business. Yeah. It's definitely, cut down a little bit like i probably cut down maybe 20 25 percent mm-hmm. um and that the other time the the, re- the remaining time spent on amazon um but we're all in it together so you know we, we ride together we die together that's how we are nice. i like that i like that a lot because i think a lot of people who start like who 
want to start doing like a side business, not even like Amazon, just any business. I think one of the major problems that they have is getting their family on board with that. Cause maybe right. they, they have to take up time away from the family to like, to like right. start this. So being in your position where family is like business, business, and it all works out. That's, right. that's pretty, that's pretty great. What and, I, and I also, I, I want to add, I think, I think two things, uh, I think having a mentor. So like my father is my mentor. Like he's mm-hmm. been, he's taught me everything about business. So having someone to bounce, bounce ideas off of, um, is very important. Um, as well as having a group and community. So um, I'm actually like, if you go on Facebook, there's a, f- a lot of free FBA uh, groups that people are at, like are, are part of, and you want to, you know, get yourself part of that as well as Discord. Uh, because if you're if you're surrounding people um, around the same topic, you have, if you have questions, you can answer them. If they have questions, you can answer them. So you know, having that community with you um, is very important as well. I agree with that 100% because I really like when people say what is like some of the benefits of you of, of like me starting my YouTube channel and like doing that. I think one of the biggest ones is being able to connect with like-minded people and finding right. people that I might, Absolutely. that I, that like I may not have found before starting my YouTube channel. Cause either I could teach them something and then they could teach me something, but it's like just the information that I've gotten since starting my YouTube channel has like helped me so much. So having a community is something that's very, very, I really recommend that being a part of the community. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. So what, okay. So you're in there for four months and we have about what four months left of 2022. So what is your end of year goals? Um, I, I do know I mean, this is going to be my, my first Q4. So I don't know what's, what's the, there to hold, but a lot of people are saying that it definitely, it gets quicker. I mean, the, the velocity changes. So the velocity changes. People. Do you, um, do you, um, do you selling toys? I do sell a few in toys. I actually, uh, I stocked up a few toys that yeah. I, I think are going to sell well in, uh, with like Lego and stuff like that. So I have yes, a few definitely. stocked up um, in storage. So that, that will come out in Q4. So I'm starting to plan uh, for Q4 in that sense, where if I see some good deals, I start picking them up and storing them for Q4, mm-hmm. um, as well as I've, I've contacted all my uh, wholesalers and distributors to tell, uh, say that, you know what, do you have any lists? Because the lists start coming out now, um, August, September, October. Uh, that's where the holiday lists come out. So I'm preparing that way. Um, and then I'm also looking at the keeper charts to understand that, you know, what, what the velocity was last year. Cause right now looking at sales rank and stuff like that, it, uh, it's, it gives you an indication of, of where the items are, but mm-hmm. Q4 last year, Q4, um, you know, keeper charts and stuff like that also help you understand where Amazon was. Cause if Amazon's running out of stock at certain times and you want to maybe capture that, that those things. Um, so looking at you know, past keeper history is very important. Oh crap. Okay. Um, if I wanted, cause I just signed up for my, okay. Because I started out selling used books right? because when, okay. When I first started selling on Amazon, I didn't have any money, but I had a lot of time. So I started right. with like $200 and right. I was just going buying used books. And over time I started to compound that money and it came to the point to where I had more money than time that I could like, I like, I can go sourcing all day, every day. And I can't, and like, I couldn't spend enough money. I, I still have money left over. So now I have more money and less time. So now right. I'm moving to doing online arbitrage and doing wholesaling. And right. I just signed up for my first um, wholesaling account. Which oh, nice. is, thank you. Which is kind of weird. Cause I'm in Germany and there's not like a lot of information that like tells you how right. to do these things. So what kind of tips could you give somebody who's just getting into like doing whole, um, doing wholesaling? Um, I think, uh, I mean, first, as long as you understand, I think retail and online arbitrage give you the nuances of how to run an Amazon business, right? right. So 
getting that under your making understand understanding how you like how everything works like how the picking packing you know shipping all that works do that with online and retail average and once you feel comfortable then you can reach out to um wholesalers mm-hmm. um what what i did was to find them you can literally pick anything up if you look at, at the back of the bo- bottle or the can or something it'll say distributed by call them up and ask them you know uh, are you distributing to people if they're not distributing then ask them who the distribution channels are um so that's you know being able to reach out to people um you know emailing people that's very like that that's how you will get people um that's how, how you will get distributors um and in terms of in terms of uh, you know once once you get them build a good relation with them right you, on your first order you don't want to start you know asking for discounts and stuff like that that comes you know on your second third fourth order right um building good relations with them um that's very key um, and as long as you consistently buy with them, um, they'll be happy. And, and they just, because at the end of the day, they just want volume, right? That's, that's their goal. Right. Um, when you find a product, a new product with your wholesaler, how do you go about that? Do you do a test buy? If you do do a test buy, like how did, like, how does that process, how does that process work? So for, for me, I, the ranking is, is, is important. I see, I see how, how well the item is selling. Um, and then I also see how many sellers are on the uh, on the listing, right? So um, with those two information, with those two pieces of information, typically yes, I do I do do some whatever test buy, um, maybe two three work uh, two three weeks worth of uh, of items because typically um, I we hold like four to five weeks uh, worth of item uh, what, what worth of items in Amazon because of our shipping, it takes a while to get there and right. all that. So um, uh, yeah, about two I would say about two weeks we we order. About or two weeks and if it sells pretty consistently so if we if we sell the items the way we expected and it sells in a week then we go ahead and reorder right right um you said that you check sellers like do you have a cap on how many sellers you won't compete with like if it's more than five or ten or twenty or something or something like that the, the that's also part of it um but more importantly how much they have in stock so with keepa um and certain uh certain application you uh, with uh, even easy inside you can see how many how many pieces they have in stock so that gives me an idea of how many days worth of, of inventory is left so for example right. if an item sells a thousand a month and there's only and even if there's 10 sellers and they have a total of 100 pieces then that, 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 that item's going to sell out or that item's going to go inactive in in a few days right in a few right. in a week or two so um having those two pieces of information is important um and also having making sure that they're competitive sellers because even if there's 10 sellers but only five of them are are getting buyback rotations we can find out through through keepa and they're and they're like two dollars less cheaper or three dollars cheaper than everyone else then though you want to look at the competitive sellers not everyone right okay i like that um what is like your daily schedule schedule like um so uh because i have two vas working for me um every 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 morning i wake up around like eight o'clock um and the first thing i do is um you know get get on my vas to see what they found um they 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 do some uh online uh, arbitrage for me so they they have we use tactical arbitrage for that okay they find a few items for, they typically find between five and six items um, for that. I review them. Um, and if they're good, I place the orders. Um, and I also have them scanning through my wholesale list. So um, one of them is actually doing wholesale. One of them is doing the online and retail arbitrage. Okay. Um, so that means through wholesale, I'll go through the list to see um, if there's, if they found anything. And if, if, if there is, and if I'm making an order with that purchaser that week, then I'll add it to the list and, and do that. Um, and then typically uh, around 11, 12 o'clock, we send our, our packages. So we, we say we give it to uh, a cross-border pickup. So what they do is they, they take the items from Toronto to Buffalo. 
Mm-hmm. So every every morning we typically have three four packages that go uh, across across the border, um, and then during that and then between between the VAs and and ship and sending stuff out, um, I typically I'm checking Amazon to see if there's any returned or if anything needs my immediate attention, and then uh, typically our packing and then we go to work um, typically around like 10, 11 o'clock, um, and after that after work we come home and we pack. So we, we, that's usually our day. So you're sending shipments out every day. Pretty much. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. Because we have we with 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 that with that cross border thing, we have mm-hmm. a cap of eight hundred dollars US per day. So ah, not, so, so we're not able to make sell, it we're not able to sell a lot of items. Right. Uh, so that's we it has to be more consistent. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. Um, my thing is, I have a question. Like, do you? One of the questions that I like to ask people that come on the podcast is, do you think that anybody can go from their regular nine to five job, become Amazon seller, and then become a full-time Amazon seller? Anyone can, as long as the contingency is that as long as you, you're willing to put in the work, how badly do you want to leave your nine to five? How badly do you want it? Right. So uh, th- that, and, and what's your why? Like, why are you doing it? Like, what's the reason? Right. So as long as you're, you, you have the, you, your mindset in and you, you're, you're willing to take, do whatever it takes, then anyone can do it. Um, mm-hmm. But but one thing is for sure that if you've never run your own business, then there are some hurdles that you have to come over because yeah, you have the freedom of time, but you also have the freedom of time in the sense that you don't you, you know if, if you're going through a nine to five, you know that somebody makes you go there right? and you know what you have to do. Exactly. So if, if you're if you're if you're disciplined in that sense, um, and you're willing to take do whatever it takes, then I think um anyone can do it. Yeah. With the, with the VAs, like how do you, like, what is your process for finding VAs? Do you, do you already have like videos that you recorded teaching them how to do what you want them to do? Or do you look for VAs that they already have prior experience? Yeah. Or do you want fresh VAs? So, uh, online jobs.ph is where I found two of my VAs, uh, mm-hmm. both of my VAs. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, having past experience is very important in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they both have past experience in searching stuff. So um, there wasn't much of a learning curve with them. Um, and, uh, I'm, and I just, I just basically told them my criteria. So the, right. the difference between the previous employer and me was that my criteria was a little bit more different mm-hmm. and that's it. And then, then we just got the ball rolling. Um, and every day they're finding me, you know, a handful of items and, and we basically purchase them, pick and pack them. That's pretty much it. What is the general cost for a, a VA? Cause I, cause I know online job it's online jobs.ph, right? It's, um, yeah. The only the only time I ever hired a VA, I did it from um, Upwork.com. So I think they're a, a lot cheaper, but I think that the quality of work is like a lot less good. Right. Also, so like, what is the general cost of a VA? So uh, with with online jobs, uh, online jobs.pa, I think you, you, there's a monthly subscription. So I think mm-hmm. there's like seventy eighty dollars per month. But once you find your VA, you can cancel that. And I found my my VA in the first week, and I just canceled the the subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I find them, uh, typically I see I, I see it's between two to six dollars US per hour. That's oh. what I'm paying. That's why I'm paying them. Um, um, and then there and so I pay them every biweekly, and uh, that's how it's been for a few months now. And um, not to get in all your business, but like, how many hours do you usually have? Because I'm looking for a VA now. Like, how many hours do you do? They work like a week. Uh, right now they both are part time. Um, they're working uh, twenty hours a week. Yeah, okay. uh, one of them is more experienced than the other so she's getting paid a little bit more uh, right. but they're both doing a fantastic job and uh yeah it's, it's it, once once they understand how it's done um they're doing their own thing and every day every night i get a report on you know what they did what they did the whole day and and i just review it nice um 
I live in Germany, like I said before. So it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of softwares that I would like to use that don't work here because they don't connect to the Amazon, to the German Amazon store or whatever. Okay. But for online arbitrage, I did my research and I learned that tactical arbitrage does work in Germany and they have like a hundred stores that they like search for. Um, right. And you use tactical arbitrage. Do you right. like it? Yeah, it's uh, for, for online stuff. It, it is pretty, it is pretty good. Um, once you once you understand the, the nuances and like you you figure out what you're looking for so you can you can either search by you can search by the bsr rank mm -hmm. you can also uh, add um like how much profit you want so you are looking for roi profit margin so i typically have about 20 percent profit margin um bsr less than a hundred thousand um and uh yeah so once we once they search through all of that um i also have them look through because it again it doesn't do every single uh, website Mm -hmm. um so the, the other websites that, that that don't have it then we just search them manually um but to get started it definitely helps you um find the items i would and one thing i, I don't like about there is that their monthly searches as soon as searches is terrible so they don't, don't go out go off of that look at the keeper charts and make sure you're doing your analysis correctly okay cool um maz where can the people get in contact with you if they want to ask you questions or just kind of follow your journey yeah um, you can just check, uh, just, uh, check me out on Instagram, uh, Maskwani. Um, if you have any questions, yeah, just DM me. I'll be more than happy to help you. Perfect. Man, I really appreciate you giving me this time for this interview. Um, Join Lewis every Friday to discuss all things related to running a successful Amazon business, including interviews from other successful six and seven figure Amazon sellers. Subscribe to Lewis's YouTube channel to see the podcast in video format and to learn how to start selling on Amazon.